0: Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Daniel. It is good to see you today on this and, excellent afternoon. And to you, a well afternoon. And also to you, an afternoon of wellness. On this day of today. wellness, yes. to, to you, a well day. And also, unto thee, a well day. <laughs> good to see you, man. It's been a minute, huh? It has been a minute, but we back? <laughs> we back, man. It's been a busy, a busy life in the world of BTP beyond flag, huh? Ah, just a busy life, I think, for everyone, right? I think for everyone. A lot going on in the town right now, huh? Yeah. We, we got a nice shout, those people working hard on the fire. Oh, man. We, we really do, huh? Yeah. yeah. I just saw something earlier today. It seemed like, uh, at, as of this point in the recording, um, Locket Meadow and Inner Basin are intact. That's what I saw, too. I actually thought they were gone based on the fire maps. That's what I thought, too, which was uh, pretty damaging internally, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's already bad as it is. It's bad. And to have other spaces like that specifically go. But then to find out they're not, a little bit of a bright spot. A little bit of a bright spot. Big, big old nice shout to anyone who's been working on the fire. That's been, been quite a thing for, mm-hmm. the, for the town. And to all those that have been displaced, all the best. Yeah, yeah. One, yeah just like you're saying, one bright spot is seeing ways in which the, the community bands together and helps each other out. Mm-hmm. Helps each yeah. other out, though, you know? Yeah, hopefully we can turn a corner with this thing. Yeah, no doubt. So. Yeah. Uh, nice shout to the fire crews and uh, onward and upward for hashtag beyond flag. Huh? Onward and upward. We back quick and nerdy. Yeah, quick and nerdy today. So what do we got on the docket? Man, we're going flow. Getting that flow. <laughs> Getting that flow? Yeah, excuse me, flow. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, I'm excited about this one. Like a personal history of flow the progressive lady? <laughs> uh, flow the progressive lady. Flow the waitress and dumb and dumber. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which i think is a movie reference in some way yeah um and then uh we'll get to a couple more definitions too huh oh do we do we got some definitions on the docket got do we got some of that urban dictionary in some there urban d oh uh, yes and my i don't fave. i don't want to have to to spill the beans but just as a little primer one uh hockey and two rap music yeah Yeah, so that's that's like the tease for the Urban Dictionary definitions. Yeah, which I imagine really made people just lean into their (laughs) stereos right now. Yeah, (laughs) just turn that volume up. (laughs) Set set everything else in life aside. Yeah, everyone's all set. I am tuned in. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about flow today, but I thought it'd be fun to kind of go through the history of the person who came up with this concept or was able to define it. Yeah, there's like a there's a origin, a, a founding father founding father of flow yes. yeah a uh f-f-f-f. yeah and then uh, you know we'll define flow and then we'll look at um different components or different common elements of flow we'll talk about the flow state chart and then um the like a, a questionnaire related to flow research and then maybe some ways to achieve flow in our own lives just flow from top to bottom just flowing on through it if we don't yeah. yeah. So who, who's the founding father? Yeah, let me try this real quick, man. So I'm reading these letters and it looks like Mihalyi Sizit Mihaly. Is that his name? Are you talking about Mihai Si Chek Mihai? Is that how you pronounce that <laughs> string of letters? <laughs> I mean man. if we if we're talking about the founding father, like the the person that coined flow, it's Mihai C, C. C. mihai Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's not how that looks. <laughs> that looks different than what you said. Yeah. So then you like to spell things phonetically. Yeah. How would you spell Mihai C, C. C. mihai Okay, so come on. We got Mihai is M E hyphen H I space <laughs> and then we have an S E E space. What was the next part of that? C-check-me-i. Check, we'll go C-H-E-K <laughs> hyphen M-E hyphen H-Y. I'm impressed that for the check, you have the C-K. Usually, you just go with the straight K. Just the K. <laughs> yeah, I want to honor the uh, just the background of his name here. Let's get a C in there. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So now we all know how Cody would spell it and <clears throat> pronounce it. Yeah, so shout out to everyone who understood that. And uh, we'll just keep <laughs> pl- plugging ahead, huh? <laughs> and we're off. Yeah, we're off, man. It's so good to be back. Um, so, Mihai, um, he was a Hungarian American psychologist who was born in Italy in the year 1934. Mm-hmm. His last name, however you say it, Is he checked me out. Yeah, there you go. Come on. Derived from a village which was located in Transylvania. He was the third son of a Hungarian diplomat who was appointed as the Hungarian ambassador to Italy, which happened right after World War II. Ah. And then when the Soviets uh, took over in 1949, he resigned from his position. His father. So his father. His father, yeah. yeah, Sorry, his father resigned from his position. And then he was actually stripped of his Hungarian citizenship. So the family uh, completely relocated to Italy. And then at that time, Mihai dropped out of school to help the family essentially with income. Yeah. What, what what an incredible history to end up like coining an entire psychological concept. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of bouncing around and then um, to help out the family, joined the family restaurant. Essentially, that's what his dad did to make money after losing citizenship and resigning from his position. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I, I found this really fascinating. His story was that when he was living in Italy, Mihai took a trip to Switzerland and he wanted to go ski and uh, apparently the snow had melted and so while he was up there he thought he would try to go see a movie instead or something mm-hmm. and he saw a uh, a flyer or um <laughs> yeah he saw a flyer for a presentation by a psychologist on UFO sightings and by UFOs. a psychologist by a psychologist Ugh. yeah so that that already creates a little bit of pause <laughs> And so he decided to go to this presentation in Zurich on UFO sightings. And the person was talking about the idea that Europeans were projecting their trauma from the war, World War II, into the sky in the form of UFO sightings. Which, oh. which gave the uh, Europeans a sense of control over what they had been exposed to through the chaos of war. Yeah. And so. <laughs> this sounds like this could only come from one source. Come on. A uh, one Carl Jung. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> so just by chance, Mihai finds himself uh, in a presentation that's conducted or held by Carl Jung. Wow. Famous psychologist, right? Well, he's trying to get his ski on. Well, he's trying to get his ski on. Yeah. Um, and so it was through this presentation that he actually developed this uh, really big interest in psychology. He ended up uh, immigrating to the States. I think it was in the mid fifties or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he earned a degree from, uh, the university of Chicago. Hasht- oh yeah. yeah. Hashtag go Maroons. Maroons. Yeah, man. You knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Hey, everyone knows the university of Chicago. Hashtag go Maroons. Go Maroons, man. Apparently their mascot is Phil the Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> like how's that related to a Maroon? Yep. <laughs> what is a Maroon? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Real prestigious university with a really confusing mascot. Well, they have a much higher IQ than I do. Yeah, <laughs> so they got to figure it figured out. They know what a maroon is, and what a Phil the Phoenix is. <laughs> and what a Phil the Phoenix is, also. Holy moly. Yeah. At any rate, so he ended up there, at the University of Chicago, all from university that presentation of, of Carl Jung's. Yeah. On UFOs of anything. Yeah. Incredible. Um, He ended up earning a PhD and then went on to have a really, really impactful, profound career. Um, Won a variety of awards for his work on positive psychology. He was a fellow of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences and a member of the National Academy of Education. And then again, like you were saying earlier, he really is kind of the founding father of the concept of flow. Mm -hmm. That was the thing that really came out of his research. Mm -hmm. And uh, sadly enough, after a long life, uh, Mihai passed away. In October 2021. Yeah, just recently. Just recently, yeah. I can't remember his age, but I think it was in his 80s or 90s. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, passed away from cardiac arrest. And so through his work and through his research, he found himself asking this one question, which is, uh, what is it that makes a person truly happy? He really felt interested in understanding the roots of happiness. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that... That's what propelled him into understanding flow, wasn't he? He was trying to figure out how do people feel satisfied in life or whatever he there was research right where uh they looked to see if income correlated with subjective well-being or happiness yeah and so they have people rate how happy they are they compare that to income and and turns out income doesn't directly correlate with happiness shocker man <laughs> do we have a button game for that joint a um, or whoppers <laughs> yeah that would have been good for the ufo sightings Yes. Yeah. 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 He found himself truly baffled at this idea of like, here's a society that pushes this idea that you need to make more income. That will be the thing that makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Um, and then finding all this research that, there was really no evidence for that idea. Yeah, it's essentially a scatter plot, isn't it? There's mm-hmm. there's an amount of money you can make that takes care of basic needs like food and shelter and mm-hmm. then beyond that point it's a real scatter plot for how it correlates with subjective well being. Yeah. And so he was like, Well, if it's not that, what is it? And there's also been research since, right? That like they look at geographic location, age, marital status, mm-hmm. hobbies, interest, employment. And, uh, turns out none of those things are direct correlates to subjective happiness. Turns out the environment can't automatically produce happiness. Yeah. Shocker. 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 Yeah. (laughs) Dang it. So then what? If not them, then what? Who who knows? knows? (laughs) Who knows, man? (laughs) Nobody knows. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. So that was really kind of the base for, uh, Mihai's desire to learn what is it that makes people truly happy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so he went on to like, uh, he studied like artists, creatives, um, athletes, scientists, people that have different ventures, professionals in different areas. Yeah. And he wanted to figure out what gave them meaning, right? Yeah, totally. So he would do these, um, really in-depth qualitative interviews of folks and understand what was it that made these people truly happy. And he came up with this idea of flow. I want to share a quote from an interview he conducted with a music composer. hmm this composer said you're in an ecstatic state to such a point that you feel as though you almost don't exist i have experienced this time and again my hand seems devoid of myself and i have nothing to do with what is happening i just sit there watching it in a state of awe and wonderment and the music just flows out of itself Mm -hmm. and so it was like in answering this question he continued to come across similar descriptions of what of what is essentially represented in that quote and that essentially led to him creating his most popular book, which is called Flow. Mm-hmm. And that I think it was originally published in '90, but he started doing research for that in the mid '70s. Yeah, so long-standing research, and some yeah. of that being qualitative research, right? Where you go yeah. do those interviews. That quote you pulled from. Yeah, he realized a common thread of these people being like, "I feel disconnected from everything else because I'm yeah. so." And essentially the flow of this one thing. Totally, yeah. I'm just doing this. I don't even have to think about it necessarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You been there? I think I've been in some flow before. Yeah. You got your flow on? I got my flow on. At this moment? Is it when you're rapping? It's when I'm rapping, man. Mom's spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So let's define flow. All right. Let's define fluff. Are we on the urban deed? Well, you got to start with the urban dictionary. It's the foundation ah. for which all language and understanding of exists. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> it's foundation? The, it's the foundation, man. <laughs> of, all of all language. All. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Urban deed is the foundation for all language. <laughs> And how like Cambridge Oxford they constantly <laughs> reference urban d yeah. they come back their starting right. point is urban d and then they and then they kind of put their little spin on it their spin on it yeah <laughs> they kind of fancy it up a little bit got kind of to dress up a pig somehow a little dipstick yeah so the Maybe first some rouge, <laughs> yeah, some rouge. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally oh man so the first definition in um urban dictionary related to flow is Long, curly or wavy hair Mostly a hockey term Hair Uh that would flow out the back of someone's helmet And curl up around the back of the helmet Mm -hmm. Someone Mm -hmm. can have a flow Or they can be flowing (laughs) (laughs) Yeah uh Would it help if I put this in a sentence for oh, you? Oh, for sure it would Alright, man Did you see Colby's sick flow? Colby's? Colby <laughs> Is Colby a hockey athlete? Uh, according to Urban Dictionary Yeah Did you see Wayne Gretzky's sick flow? Sick flow? Yeah Yaromir Yager? Yeah <laughs> Mario Lemieux? Do they have flow? Those people? Oh, uh, Yager Yager's got some flow He's got some flow Yeah, we might have to put that up on IG for everyone So flow flow's the hair <clears throat> coming out the back it's the wavy, curly hair floating out the back of that helmet. And then yeah. have they done a study to see if there's a direct correlation between performance and the flow of the hair? I don't know that there is one that's been, you know, peer-reviewed. <laughs> but I have a hypothesis. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Or maybe, maybe this is the study for you? This might be it, man. How you get... Well, we work with a person who's pretty familiar with hockey, right? So how do you get a Hattie? Probably the better the flow, right? Yeah. The yeah. more the flow, the... The more likely area to get a hatty, to get a Hattie. Get a Hattie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good being in on the vernacular for hockey, man. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah, it's super rewarding. Super yeah. rewarding. So that's that'll f- be that'll be your seminal work if you if you do that research. That'll be your seminal work. If I get that peer reviewed and published in Nature, I'm retiring, man. If so <laughs> so I can demonstrate a, a correlation between hockey hair and performance <laughs> on the ice, yes, <laughs> you've made it. <laughs> Mama, I made it. <laughs> yep. So that's oh, man. that's Urban dish Dictionary definition one. That's definition one. So have another. <clears throat> oh yeah, this is this is important, man. Oh, this is what I see it here. This is what you referenced a minute ago. Yeah, this is to rap with a unique melodic rap style. So can you use that one in a sentence? Did you hear Eminem say "Mom spaghetti"? <laughs> that dude can flow. <laughs> so they picked Eminem's reference to being ready. <laughs> Uh, vomit on his sweater, bomb yeah. spaghetti, Mom's spaghetti. That's it, man. That's flow. <laughs> That's to wrap with the unique or uh, a unique melodic rap style. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, you know, again, urban dictionary kind of establishes that foundation. Mm -hmm. so we can build from there so then what's the lipstick what's the definition that has a little bit of lipstick and rouge to it yeah Yeah, the one that has the rouge and relates to actually what we're talking about (laughs) is uh, the positive mental state of being completely absorbed focused and involved in your activities at a certain point in time as well as deriving enjoyment from being engaged in that activity Mm. yeah and there's a really good quote that Mihai has where he sums up flow and he says uh, flow essentially is being completely involved in an activity for its own sake the ego falls away, time flies, every action, movement, and thought follows inevitably from the previous one. Like playing jazz. Your whole being is involved and you're using your skills to the utmost. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So to like put it real succinctly, essentially, flow is the holistic sensation that people feel when they act with total involvement. Yeah. And you think you've hit it a few times? <laughs> i think i've been in flow before yeah 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 yeah, yeah. what about you oh I think, I think i've been there before like, like immediately basis. reading those you reading those definitions it makes me think um maybe recent experiences would be like uh mountain biking like mm. if you're mountain biking yes. sometimes i like feel like i'm part of the bike or even part of the mountain yeah um it's like you can almost see things coming mm-hmm. yeah yeah Like totally totally just invested entirely in that thing. Yeah. He, he describes as like the self disintegrating almost. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like when you're describing you being kind of almost like you're the mountain bike. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like there's the separation from yourself. Yeah. It's like the, the, the lines between those three distinct entities. (laughs) Like if we were to break it down into three, like me, the bike, the mountain, it's like those disintegrate a little bit. Yeah. 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 It's all kind of just happening. Yeah. yeah. You're not having to think real intentionally. No, no, You're just no. in it. Yeah. 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 Right up until the moment that I uh, just... You're on your bum bum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the weeds. Take, take it to the grill. Yeah. <laughs> throwing up mom's spaghetti <laughs> right up until the moment where I just crack my head on a rock and then throw up mom's spaghetti. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Which is like, you know, to go back to what you're saying, as far as mountain biking, like he took an interest in studying people's behavior in that. So like, um, artists, artists will often describe that musicians will describe that. Um, and then athletes are really common. So you can hear people who, who, um, make projects describe being in like a flow. Mm-hmm. And it's almost kind of like, Oh man, I can't believe I made this whole thing. i It only felt like it took 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then what are the common elements of that then? Like uh, for me, I have this total internal image of what you're talking about based on experiences I have, like I mentioned. Um, What are the core factors or core elements of it? Yeah, this evolved over time. So by the time that Mihaly passed, I think he identified eight common factors. And the first one, um, the first one is focus. So he talks about having an intense concentration. Okay. Yeah. The second one is ecstasy, which he decide, he describes as being outside of reality. Which is oh, kind of an interesting huh. yeah. So like ecstasy <clears throat> is like um letting go letting yeah being outside reality what do you mean the way that the way that I believe he describes it as being so immersed in the experience that it's yeah. just kind of like it's all here and it's all now there's yeah, a yeah. sense of like um, enthusiasm and enjoyment with it yeah just so so present yeah, yeah. okay yeah. Um, this one is a really interesting one the third third common factor that he describes is called he refers to it as inner clarity and so he he describes that as knowing what needs to be done and how to do it and yeah. getting immediate and unambiguous feedback. So he he uses the description of a rock climber mm-hmm. to, to describe that because he says, you know, if you were to make a wrong move, you get feedback. You know, you don't make that next hold or whatever, you fall and you get that kind of feedback. And so a person has to be so present <coughs> and invest in what they're doing to where they kind of have to plan out and also know what needs to be done. I need mm-hmm. to get to the top of this rock or this climb or pitch or whatever. And so if I don't do that, it'll look like this. And if I do do that, it'll look like this. So there's like a clear goal in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. The fourth one is adequate skill. And that's just knowing that the activity is doable. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get to this, but there's this real inter, uh, important interaction between challenge and skill. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So like if, uh, if mountain biking <coughs> is an experience that can produce this for me, if I'm on a trail that's way above my pay grade, yeah. Like flow state's probably not going to happen. Totally. You're probably going to be in like a state of anxiety or worry yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that chart here in a sec. Um, and then serenity is another one, which we were describing earlier is that sense of being outside of your own ego mm-hmm. or the ego disintegrating. mm mm-hmm. um, Another really common one, <clears throat> I think even in that mu- music composer's quote, is the idea that hours pass without knowing. hmm There's mm-hmm. kind of a, a time blindness. Mm-hmm. Associated with it, and the last two are control and then intrinsic motivation. And control he just describes as having a feeling of control over the task being completed. And then I think for me one that I love in this these eight common factors are the intrinsic motivation, which is what he says whatever produces flow becomes its own reward, and essentially you're just doing it for its own sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not motivated by the outcome or like if you're exercising for some fitness goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, that, that's not an intrinsic reward or intrinsic motivation, or if you're getting paid to do something, maybe takes away from that potentially, unless you're totally not, um, conscientious of that or using that as a motivator. Yeah. 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 He really describes that, um, just experiencing such a true or pure satisfaction in the activity itself that it, it's just by doing that thing. Mm -hmm. Produces the sense of reward. So then, how do how do people reach flow? Then, so yeah. all those those eight those eight things seem good. I want them. Yeah. <laughs> so they all sound good. How um, does someone reach flow? What I love about this is that it can be intentionally achieved or done. Um, and then I think this is where that idea or that um, interaction between challenge and skill interact. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could share this flow state chart. There are eight different states, essentially. And if you're to imagine an X and Y axis going up, you have the challenge and from low to high. And then as you go out, uh, you have the skill level, low to high. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. And then so where he says that you achieve a state of flow is when the challenge is like just barely outside of your own skill. And so high challenge, high skill is where you achieve that flow state. Oh, so, you, yeah, you don't want to be mid range. You want to be. Yeah. 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 So, like you, high, a high skill and a high challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and he talks about this just when that challenge is just barely outside of how you perceive your skill, it mm-hmm. kind of requires you to pull your focus in mm-hmm. just a little further mm-hmm. to be a little bit more mindful, a little bit more present with the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's high, um, high skill, low challenge, you can kind of just almost relax into it. Mm hmm. If it's kind of like a medium amount of challenge and high skill, you can maybe feel a sense of control over that, Mm -hmm. which isn't a bad place to be. If you want to reach the flow, then what you do is you and you just increase the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And what about uh, low skill, high challenge? Where does that put me? (laughs) Yeah, that's where that's what we were talking to a second ago. Right. That's anxiety. Yeah. (laughs) My fave. My fave. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, and then the other idea of high, high challenge and then medium skill is Mm -hmm. kind of like between anxiety and flow. He refers to it as arousal. Mm -hmm. And then the thing to do there is just work on your skill. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that you're doing is to continue repeating, practicing, doing that thing to increase your skill so that you get a little more mastery over it. And then that moves you from arousal to flow. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to put this chart up for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to see him develop that and then just kind of identifying like strategies for if you're in any of those states yeah and, and the thing is to essentially look at challenge do i need to increase the challenge yeah and skill do i need to increase my own skill yeah and ability so then how do people know if they've ever entered flow or yeah have experienced it for me how do i figure out whether i have or do experience flow yeah, there there is a 36 item questionnaire. It's called. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. It's quantitative. It's validated, reliable. And it will prove to me categorically what I've Categorical been in flowing. Without not. a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> what you've been flowing. And the reliability and validity are good. Yes. And those okay. Are, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. So I wouldn't we, want to rely on my subjective judgment or <laughs> the judgment of another human. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, That's that the goes without thing. That goes without saying. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Yeah, totally. If I were to say, Dan, uh, right now it looks like you are maybe in flow. Yeah. What percentage do you think I trust that? Uh, Is there a number below zero? (laughs) Does it go? We can use zero. Okay, we'll go zero. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, there is a questionnaire. It's called the flow state scale. 36 items, and it's scored on a one to five Likert scale. You know, ones representing strongly disagree with the question or the statement, and then five representing strongly agree. Um, and then it's used to rate post event flow and help determine where a person might land on the flow state chart. Mm-hmm. And then that in, <clears throat> that increases insight into whether you want to increase challenge or increase skill. Yeah. And so what, what types of questions does it ask Or Like, uh, do you have an example or two? Yeah, I'll pick out a few here. Okay. Um, the first question is I was challenged, but I believe my skills would allow me to meet the challenge. So that's where like, uh, the challenge feels really doable. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I have the, yeah, um, the skill to meet this challenge. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, another one is it was no effort to keep my mind on what was happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you didn't get bored with the thing. Didn't get bored. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, the challenge and my skills were at an equally high level. Um, another one is at times it almost seemed like things were happening in slow motion. Yeah. So that's what, when you were using those qualitative descriptions above, that's what makes me think of it is like sometimes mountain biking, it really is like things disintegrate a bit. Like time slows down. Yeah. It's like, I also think time in those moments really doesn't matter. Like, I don't know how much time has passed or what's going on. Time Mm -hmm. is almost not relevant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) then I'm like, we keep coming back to this example for me and I'm like, Yeah. What for you? Like, do you have a recent experience of being in a flow state or when these qualitative factors show up for you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it would probably be mostly related to running trails. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably pretty similar to, to ride mountain bike. I would think. Yeah. Um, like I think an easy one to achieve flow is, on a pretty difficult downhill. Yeah. But not too hard. You know, like, not running down Eldon. Like, you're scared to... Yeah, like, that's, like, you know, high risk. You yeah. need to be, like, be really attentive. But running down something like, um, like Observatory Mesa or maybe, mm-hmm. like, Arizona Trail or something like that, mm-hmm. um, up by Snowball, like, you can kind of let go a little bit. Mm-hmm. And in that process, it seems like, yeah, you can become hyper-focused just, flip, like, going with the process itself. And mm-hmm. just like you're saying, it's, it does seem hard to describe right but that disintegration of self mm-hmm. you're not thinking about much i'm mm-hmm. um, yeah, not thinking about much about you you're just kind of in the experience stuff, yeah. like past future stuff it's not like sometimes people say they they go do something for therapy or to think through something mm-hmm. it's, that's not really flow that's not happening yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's okay. like complete mindful presence yeah 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 man it feels good yeah Come on. Didn't, uh, so Dan Selman Yeah. Didn't, didn't the homie go in on this? Yeah, totally. He's another, um, I guess, I don't know, Is founding father, the right term for... Early positives. father? Early father. <laughs> he's an F, EF for positive psychology, yeah. Oh, he's like the founding father for positive for psychology, po- right? But yeah. flow then gets closely associated with that. Gets associated with it, yeah. So these two, their fields overlapped in quite a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, flow has made its way into the research. And then like you're saying, Sogman's done a lot of that mm-hmm. that research. Um, for him, mainly identify flow as a huge part of improving the human experience for its role in living a meaningful life. Um, and that includes using virtues and strengths for something larger than your own self and then spending less time doing things that are inauthentic or mundane. Mm-hmm. So he's really saying that, like, you know, use intention to do things that provide for you a sense of satisfaction. Yeah. So here I think this, the important thing of Seligman is you have to, you have to actually know what your values are. So yeah. you have to have a degree of self-awareness to know what you value to actually pick the context by which you'll be able to most likely feel flow. Totally. Yeah. Which goes back to those studies. You know, I think of like uh, the income and happiness study mm-hmm. and what are the things that tend to produce happiness in a person's life. And mm-hmm. one of those variables is a clear value structure, mm-hmm. yeah. Knowing yeah. what that is is really important. So then, uh, didn't didn't research come out and say that initial clo- uh, question that Mihai had about well, what produces happiness or wellness? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> when people studied flow, they found in the general population, for those that can achieve flow or get to uh, some frequency of a flow mm-hmm. state, it cor- it does correlate with increase satisfaction or mm-hmm. happiness, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it correlates uh, in the general population just they found that people who have a, an activity that they regularly do or they achieve a flow state tend to have higher levels of subjective well-being. Yeah, and so then that's the general population. And he also looked... Didn't he look a lot at, like, uh, specific populations? Like, you mentioned that composer at first. So, mm-hmm. like, I wonder... What has research shown like with athletes or Mm -hmm. artists, um, like video game or process of learning, stuff like that? Yeah, come on. Uh, Same, 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 and same pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and study uh, not too long ago, 2016, um, author found that it correlated with an enhanced well-being and concept of self with elite athletes. Um, This one was fascinating. In the realm of video game development. What they found was the interaction between skill and challenge has been used as a guide to increase a gamer's enjoyment. So they found that when high challenge and high skill interact, people tend to enjoy the game more. And they also found that's um, exacerbated when video games have multiple players. So if there's a group of people playing a game, high skill, high challenge, people enjoy that game even more. Huh. Yeah. That's good research for them. Probably get some. Get people on that game. Yeah. How do you get people stuck on the game longer? <laughs> For sure. A little bit of cynicism. A little bit of cynicism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was probably then used to pitch the game to people to fund it, right? <laughs> All right. And we're back. <laughs> Sorry. Like, Sorry about, about us, guys. What about with, um, uh, like, our... our in Art artists, yeah. Do, uh, is there research about that? That's one I'd wonder about. So, yeah, the ones that's interesting is they compared people who described having been in a flow state when they created a project versus people who described not being in a flow state when they mm. were in that project, and that they found um, higher levels of happiness and well-being while creating the thing. Mm. So it was like they would speak about their experience in a higher way. Mm. Um, and then in the realm of learning, there was an article that came out. This one's a little older, two thousand nine. Researchers looked at objective learning performance, perceived learning of subject matter, skill development, and student satisfaction. And what they found was a positive correlation between each of those variables and flow in the group of students. So it was like satisfaction went up. People were able to improve their skills and had a better appreciation or more of an understanding for whatever subject it was they were studying when uh, when they were in a state of flow. So flow equals good Flow equals nice, nice. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. <clears throat> so then what do I do to intentionally, you name, You listed those variables yeah. that uh, characterize the experience. How, how do I try and promote it? Totally. Um, a, r- a rule, I can't remember who came up with this. I'm blanking on the name right now. But a rule for this is the four F's. Um, and so how to attain flow is to think of these four words that all start with F. The first thing is focus, which, um, find a task or something that requires singular focus and a high level of concentration. Okay. So it has to be something that actually requires your attention that you're being attuned to. So not just something where you're like, I'm going to force myself to focus. Yeah. Also the challenge of it is to the degree that it requires your focus. So it it demands, it brings it in. Yeah. Yeah. So beyond selective attention, Mm -hmm. something that demands focus. Yeah, truly. So, the next thing so, focus being the first, freedom is the second one. And freedom kind of speaks to that time blindness or that idea of being unhooked from time. Yeah. yeah. And it's that idea that in flow, there's no room for self scrutiny. Yeah. So, somehow the right thing is done without thinking about it. Okay. So, it's not like uh, when you're out on a trail run and you're worried about you're supposed to be back to do what? To do podcasting. Podcasting. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It's trying to set you up there <laughs> to do, uh, whatever. <laughs> so if you're focused on yeah. that, you're supposed to be getting done with that thing to go do the next thing. You mm-hmm. have to have the freedom yeah. to be doing the current thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way to describe that. The third one is feedback, which you spoke to a little bit earlier. And that's when, you know, flow requires actions that give you information, whether you're moving toward the goal or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you'll know whether you're completing it correctly or incorrectly. Again, represent um, referencing the rock climber. Mm-hmm. And the first one, or sorry, the fourth one represents the four percent challenge. So you have focus, freedom, feedback, and four percent. All F's. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, good for this guy good good for, that did this. Yeah, good for this guy. I'm totally blanking on his name right now. Yeah, this is driving me nuts. Anyway, four F's to go along with flow. It's also an F. I don't know if also you noticed. An F. Holy yeah. moly! Holy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the four percent challenge—that—that that idea, referencing the skills to challenge ratio—is the idea is to find a task where you can put the challenge four percent outside of your skill level. Mm. So again, just a sliver outside of what you how you might perceive yourself in terms of your ability, your skill to achieve the task. Yeah, I love that they've quantified this. Yeah, yeah, which I'm sure was uh, done through rigorous research. <laughs> So do they have a reliable and valid measure where whenever I'm doing a task, I gauge if I'm exactly 4% above my challenge and skill? Uh, that demands further research. Okay. Yeah. 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 I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Dan, there's probably not much out there that's 4% of <laughs> skill. You got yourself on that one, huh? I <laughs> Couldn't finish this. Title. Oh, man. I'll just go throw you the socialization domain and see what happens here. <laughs> What's the one thing that's 4% out of dance domain? It's that's, that's 4% <laughs> below my pay grade. <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the danger here is for you, Dan, is that your skill is too high <laughs> yeah, yeah. on everything. Yeah. <laughs> The challenge is too low It's so hard for me to get to a flow state (laughs) Yeah, totally I would say, you know, like fly a plane to Mars But (laughs) nope, that's not going to be outside of your your skills It's too easy Too easy, (laughs) yeah uh, Quantum physics, again, too easy (laughs) Oh man Oh man, Uh, I really got myself with that one Yeah, that was well done Good job, my friend So then are there, uh, those are internal things like you mentioned before us. So focus, freedom, feedback, and 4% above your uh, skill level. Yeah. Are there environmental factors that you can try to put into place to help accommodate? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so the very first one is to find a task that (laughs) includes high consequences. (laughs) (laughs) Like flying, (laughs) flying to Mars would be high consequences for most. Yeah. Not for Dan though. <laughs> again, easy, easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have a, a button where the person is yawning? Uh. Dan flying to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about Dan calculating the distance between uh, Earth and the moon and to what rate? <laughs> how fast his arm would have to swing to throw an apple that distance? <laughs> yeah, man. So again, no flow. <laughs> <laughs> no flow short hair no flow
1: i guess um, the only rat
0: eye guy is to grow out the back of my uh, head man yeah that's yeah you could always do that or you just uh mom spaghetti man just keep rehearsing those m lyrics so sorry oh man so high consequences, high consequences so if the yeah. environment has high consequences mm-hmm. it it induces, you know, can I share recently, I was on the Colorado river mm-hmm. in a recent raft yeah, yeah, yeah. or recently in a small like pack raft. Yeah. Come on. And, uh, um, it felt like if I didn't get, to, if I got knocked out of the boat and didn't get out of the, the river, mm-hmm. the consequences were high that I'd be sent down the river a lot. <laughs> I'd either be hiking really, yeah. <laughs> really far. Yeah. Or just committed to Absolutely. boating the rest of the river with very few supplies. Oh, okay. Not as a lifeless figure in the middle of the river sort of thing. Oh, hopefully not. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if I, yeah, I don't think I had the supplies to, I'd, I'd probably end up in that state at some juncture. Yeah. But it, it really, I was, I, I was literally so tuned in more than a re, any recent experience that I could think of. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, believe it or not, I got knocked out. It's it's hard to believe. It, knocked out. Like I, I fell out of the boat. You fell out of the boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I know. It's hard. It's hard to believe. This uh, shatters my whole of you. know me. <laughs> yeah, my whole conceptualization of you is shattered. It's been <laughs> yeah. Class shambles all this the ground. This is a real <laughs> paradigm shift for you. Yeah. This is yeah. going to be hard for you to reconcile this information, but it turns out that I, uh, yeah, yeah got knocked out of the boat. I know. So, What? So anyhow. Okay. And okay. then this is going to further yeah. confuse you and okay. confound you. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't capably get back (laughs) that part actually makes a lot of sense (laughs) yeah Yeah. so I had to swim to shore yeah and it was like all senses on board it was like Mm. I mean it was like an awesome experience there's a little bit of worry I was probably in the arousal state like I was a little I was above my pay grade okay yeah and uh and I was in the arousal state swimming mm-hmm. over, but I felt so connected to what was going mm-hmm. on for me different than just going through the mundane world, worldly experiences day to day. Yeah. Um, so like high consequences, mm-hmm. like the risk of going too far downstream, um, made me like super tuned, super focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The, the consequences sort of demand your focus. Yeah. Yeah how else can you influence the environmental factors? Yeah, that's a great one. So High Consequences, the next one is through rich environments. Yeah. Um, and so this one is through unpredictability, strangely enough. Yeah, so demanding, dynamic, or unpredictable environments also increase focus. Yeah. Yes. You have to be flexible before it's adaptable. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. this stuff. Yeah, and the last one is embodiment, which is a sense of control over your body relating to physical performance and goal achievement as yeah. well. Kind of related to that common factor we were saying of control. Yeah. 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 I love this. This makes me excited about life. Yeah, come on. Oh, well, says the man who can do it all. Except (laughs) get back in his boat when he falls out. (laughs) And not stay in the boat. (laughs) And not stay in the boat. Yeah. Oh, man. That is a great story. (laughs) I'm glad you saved that for the pod here. Yeah. And I, I am having a hard time recovering my whole image of you. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. This yeah, whole might, paradigm shift. This might take years or decades. Yeah, you, you might have to start therapy. Yeah. I might have to start therapy, though. <laughs> <laughs> so what brings you in today? Dan, Dan, Dan well, I had not get of Dan back in the boat. And he couldn't get back in the boat. And that's not Dan. I don't know how to reconcile that with reality. <laughs> yeah. Can you? know, yeah, this process, that ain't going to work. Well, if you see yeah. a therapist in town that happens to know me, I think that'd be a pretty, uh, pretty short therapeutic <laughs> process. Yeah. Uh, I think it would just be uh, that's Dan. Yeah. yeah. And what we'll part call of this, this an is hour. Shocking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll call this an hour. We'll call this an hour. We're yeah. done here. Yeah. Achieved treatment goals. And uh, yeah, discharge for completion of treatment goals. Well done. Okay. Good yeah. night. Well, thanks. thanks. Yeah, thanks for dipping into that flow. Yeah, man, that's flow in a nutshell. Um, you know, again, for me, just in kind of reviewing everything for our listeners and the idea if you want to achieve the flow state is find something that's naturally rewarding to you. Something that is demanding of your focus, something that lies just outside of your, your skill set or your um, ability. And then go do that thing over and over and over yeah. and over and over and over and over. Yeah, hit that flow because yeah. it also correlates with higher subjective well-being. Higher levels of well-being. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to feel well, know your values and go do them. Yeah. Boom. Blammo. Why don't you take us out by shouting us out? No doubt. You can always find us on the interwebs. Um, www.beyondflag.com. Flag spelled F-L-G. Come on. And we are on the I-G. Yeah. G squared. Uh, <laughs> what are we? Beyond <laughs> underscore flag. Yeah. <laughs> F-L-G something akin to that something akin to that it's 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 like that yeah yeah so come check us out in twitter should i mention it yeah i mean you can mention i guess i just did yeah so you can find us on twitter's also (laughs) yeah for a really mundane time if you want to achieve flow don't go to our social media (laughs) accounts yeah otherwise take care Loveies.